Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here with all of you, my new church home. I just transferred in from Pennsylvania, where I was serving as a staff chaplain at a VA hospital, and now I'm here in Salisbury as the chief of chaplains at our VA hospital. Served in the Army for 34 years, and when I was retiring, the Archbishop for the Military Services said, Tyson, we're really going to miss you. I'd like you to think about being a VA chaplain. How many of you think that that was a request? (laughs) So, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan, right? I'm happy that Father John asked me to come and celebrate this 8 a.m. Mass. I was with you last week, and I'm very happy to be with my fellow morning people. You are morning people, are you not? I would think so. You're here at eight. Either that or you have a lot to do today. <laughs> so, well, I drank a lot of coffee and had a nice workout. So if you're not awake, beware. I've been touched since I've come to Mass here. It's a beautiful church. In the last three years, especially with all the COVID protocols, I have just not experienced church like this. In the VA hospitals, When we celebrate Mass, it reminds me a lot of the Masses that we'd celebrate when I was in Afghanistan and also in Iraq. And they're quick to the point. You skip things. You keep the essentials, but you get right to point. And so to celebrate Mass, to to have the incense, to celebrate Mass in a very traditional way, it's, uh, it's really stirred my soul. And so I've really enjoyed being a part of this church. I believe that God is speaking to me, and I know that he's been speaking to all of you, so it's a great privilege to be here. I share that with you because it has something to do with the homily, and I'm getting there, okay? You do believe me, yes? All right, just seeing if you're there. This week I had the opportunity to come and talk to some of our kiddos. And I shared with them a story. When I was in sixth grade, I would think, I was in France, and there was a church there that had been ravaged by the war, by the Second World War. And the German soldiers took great sport in shooting out the hands of the statue of Jesus. Now, at the end of that war, that beautiful church was reconstructed. And they tried to bring it back to its former glory. But the pastor insists, so I understand the story, that he did not want, when they refurbished the statue of Jesus, that they would replace the hands. Instead, there was a sign, still there today, that says, you are now my hands in this world. And so I shared that with our kiddos earlier this week, and I share that with all of you. That's why we're here. That's why we're on planet Earth for this pilgrimage. By God's holy faith and grace, we're the hands of Christ. And so to ask you right now to think, I'd ask all of us to center ourselves. We don't do that today. We pride ourselves on multitasking. And so often, 
people, I can remember when I was a kiddo, I didn't necessarily enjoy going to church or going to mass. And I didn't know how to center myself, to just be present in the moment, to know that at every moment there's something to learn. God's showing me how to be a better version of myself in every moment. And that's one of the great secrets of life, to be present in the moment. It's a great movie out if you haven't seen it. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's about the life of Mr. Rogers. I grew up with Mr. Rogers, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I learned quite a lot from him, and I know you're saying, thank you for sharing the spiritual greats with me, Father. I tell you what, he's one of the spiritual greats. And he would say, be present in the moment. It's in the moments that we make the presence of God known and that we are the hands of Christ in this world. Stack up enough of those holy moments and who knows, the world might be a better place or at least the part that we're playing. I know in my life that I trained myself mentally, physically, to be an astronaut. That was my childhood dream. Being a pastor initially and then a priest was not on my radar screen. I liked going to church sometimes, but it just wasn't the most interesting thing of all the things that I could do. And so I spent a great deal of my life running away. I liked the gospel we read today. Do you guys remember it or we need to get the deacon to read it again? <laughs> Jesus got into their boat. And I want you to use the boat as a metaphor for your life. You know, if you ask God, if you ask the Lord Jesus, to get into your boat, watch out. You know, when we ask the Lord to enter our lives, to get into our boat, we still want to be in charge. Think about the way our prayer life is for most of us. Lord, your humble servant is here. I'm doing you a favor by talking to you and coming to church. Let's recognize that. I'd like you to do this, 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 and this. Take care of a couple of these things while you're at it, and I'll be back tomorrow to make sure you're being a good God. Your humble servant has spoken. How many of you think God really listens to something like that? How many of you think that that's a prayer? You see, when God gets into our boat, we would like him to tweak but he's in the business of transforming. I want you to hear that. Tweak. Fix that, that, and that the way I think you ought to fix it because, you know, truly I know best. Your humble servant. But Jesus who knows more and what's best for each of us will transform us. And when we open ourselves up to transformation, I mean, it's scary. It really is. I don't wear this outfit because I have the legs to pull it off. 
I asked Jesus to get in the boat and he transformed, didn't tweak. If I let him tweak, I'd be an astronaut right now. I want you to think about your lives right now. Have you let God in? Is Jesus in the boat? And are you still trying to tweak humble servant that you are? Or have you allowed God to transform? Now some people will say, well, I'm too young. Some people will say, I'm too old. We make all sorts of excuses, do we not? Doesn't matter where we are in life. We can start racking up the holy moments now. Everyone who is in this church right now may have come in one way, but when you come up to receive communion, it's like the Lord Jesus saying to you, don't be afraid. I have a plan for you, and by the way, I dream better than you. It's just the way it is. All I need for you is to open yourself up. Just say it. When you say amen, you're like saying, send me. Remember from the first reading? Do we have to have that read again too? (laughs) I know, it's so long ago, right? There's wisdom in that they all tie together. (laughs) Trust me on this. And so on this day, this day of days, this great Sunday, and then this wonderful Mass, are you centered here? Are you asking the Lord Jesus, please touch me so that I can take something from this moment and be the hands of Christ in this world. Even more courageous would be, you know, Jesus, I'd like you to get into the boat of my life and show me what the next level might look like. My brothers and sisters, everything that's right in here, this church, can fix everything that's wrong out there. We've got to be the hands of Christ. I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself. You can hear an invitation, but what's the choice? Decision point now. Will you be the hands of Christ? Your life is a gift. All of your resources, a gift. Your time, your talents, they're all a gift. Will you be the hands of Christ? All right, my brothers and sisters, it's not easy being a Catholic Christian, isn't it? But that's the exciting part of it all. I'd ask you to pray for me. I'll pray for you. And together, let's further God's kingdom. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the in beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.